Hello, my name is Gloria Williams with Gloucester County's Community Engagement and Public Information Department. Welcome to November 2022's edition of our Current Conversations podcast. Today, we are so pleased to have Dan Thomas, the assessor for Gloucester County, and we're going to be talking about the upcoming reassessment for Gloucester. Thank you very much for coming on this morning, Dan. Thank you for having me. We are so grateful to have such an experienced assessor in Gloucester County. Can you tell us a little bit about your career and how you got into this field? Sure. Uh, it's uh, fascinating. I didn't um, one, day, one day wake up and have an aha moment. Oh, I want to be an assessor. <laughs> uh, it's sort of like many things in life. It just segued into that from a, uh, an application that I had filled out for a surveyor. And in, in fact, it was taking surveys of property. They were doing a real estate assessment in my home state of West Virginia. And, uh, and that led <clears throat> to uh, my joining that team. And, and basically, you learned uh, appraisal uh, pretty much within six months. They started you, uh, you know, doing some calculations and, and addressing some of the more remedial aspects of assessment and appraisal. And from there, I launched my career and within a year or so found myself in New England of all places and remained there for uh, well over 35 years, 16 years as, a, as an appraiser, working primarily and focusing on reassessment projects in various states, actually 10 states. And from that standpoint, then switched over to become an assessor. And um, I worked in Kansas, Pennsylvania, uh, West Virginia, of course, and uh, New York State, as well as five or six of the New England states. Is like auto mechanics or, or any other trade, really. Uh, you can take it anywhere. The, the principles and the practices are the same, just a different application. And you have to learn the particulars of the market that you happen to be working in. Uh, but you still have to become certified uh, because especially if you're doing uh, mass appraisal work for reassessments, because the jurisdiction, various jurisdictions uh, from state to state have slightly different assessing laws with respect to the application of market value and how they go about that. So uh, you do have to steer it a little differently depending on what jurisdiction you're in. What are some notable challenges or maybe interesting situations that you've encountered during your expansive career? Well, uh, funny you should ask, uh, because I mean, one of the more difficult aspects, of course, is 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 in a in a real estate boom market, selling uh, your reassessment. You know, years ago uh, in Connecticut, they did uh, assessments every ten years, so you can imagine uh, how different a market might be in the tenth year from the prior reassessment. So, in three of the reassessments that I've been in charge with come at the end, at the very end of those real estate booms. But that's just the function of, of the market and, and the particular job. All appraisals are as of a certain date in time. So that's what you're solving for. And just like in Virginia, um, you you solve for market value as of a point in time. And in this state, it's always January 1st of whatever reassessment uh, year you happen to be addressing. Well, that is very helpful to understand. And let's talk about this year's assessment in Gloucester County. You know, what are you expecting? And are there any significant challenges regarding this reassessment that you are anticipating? Just as previously discussed, um, with respect to uh, coming out of a, a real estate boom, which we have been in um, since 
uh, January of 2020, which was the close of our uh, previous reassessment. And since then, uh, the market, especially for single family homes, and that's the bulk, not only of the tax base in Gloucester County, but in, in most real estate market circles, the highest number of uh, occurrences are in single family homes, sales, I should say. And so when, and we, we certainly appear to be coming out of that uh, cycle of valuation increase presently. And so it becomes a challenge and anticipation. And then there's sticker shock with respect to folks getting their, their increased assessment. And if you haven't been paying attention to the market, some have, most have really, most I, I believe have a general sense of what their property is worth, but it's, um, it's one thing to have that sense, you know, the, the property down the street sold for what? I can't believe it. And, and yet you don't put that necessarily together with what your own uh, property might be worth until you get perhaps that notice either from the bank looking to uh, refinance or from your local assessor if market value is indeed uh, your gauge for the tax base, and it is in Gloucester County. And so when they get that, um, when they get that notice, it becomes a little bit sticker shock. I had no idea my property could be worth that much. You know, the market really has been increasing about 1% a month, Gloria, uh, mm -hmm. since uh, January of 2020. And only in the last four or five months has that particular uh, figure stabilized. So right now, uh, the last four or five months, our uh, sales assessment ratios uh, have stabilized and we're at a certain level. It, it sort of peaked at that 35 to 40 percent uh, rate and it hasn't gone up since um, or down, I should say. In other words, when the assessor, uh, when the market's going up, your assessment ratio actually goes down because the assessment remains the same. Your, your, your assessment hasn't changed since January of 2020. But and so if the market's going up, then the ratio, if you take your current assessment against that sell uh, against market sale prices, you'll see that that ratio goes down and it's been going down the ratio, not the market uh, since January 2020. We're really glad that you're here as our assessor because so much math and so many different factors go into having a fair market reassessment. But you did throw out, you know, a couple of numbers here. So I think you said 35%. So will everyone's assessment increase by 35%? Oh, no, not at all. Uh, some will actually be higher and some lower. It depends on a number of factors. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. Can mm. you talk a little bit about what some of the reasons are why increases may be different? The uh, primary reason is that uh, there, there's a particular segment of the market, single family homes, but even more uh, segmented are single family homes in subdivisions as opposed to single family homes that exist on on two or five acre lots outside of a subdivision. Uh, it's just it really does depend on the property type and um, and of course, you know the first three laws of appraisal they say or the first three laws of real estate are location, location, location. So uh, over time, certain locations or subdivisions may become more desirable than, others um, for, again, for any number of reasons, uh, the, the higher level of desirability or marketability, if you will, uh, then the, the higher the price the seller can um, direct his market to. 
What other changes are you anticipating with the upcoming reassessments? Well, other other changes that we uh, are anticipating or we have observed, I should say, since we are near the, the end of the project, um, you know, with the whole COVID thing, uh, that really impacted uh, retail and office properties, uh, even in Gloucester County, uh, it seemed to slow down the um, the market for retail properties and, and office properties that are existing and there's not a lot of new stuff being built. Now that's picked up somewhat here in the most recent past. But um, so uh, values haven't increased near as much for those types of properties. Now, with respect to the mechanics of the reassessment and our coming in, there, there are a couple particulars. Um, what we've observed uh, that the, the building, and of course, this is consistent with uh, the market in general, but building costs have risen. So most of the increase that you're going to see in the single family market is going to be attributable to the increase in the value of the structure. In other words, the markets go up. Is it the land or the building? Primarily, it's the building. Uh, in this case, uh, land has gone up a little bit, uh, certainly, and we've documented that. Also, um, with respect to the mechanics, uh, we handled, um, there's a, a, a property type here known as assemblage. And we've addressed how to assess those specifics. Say you have a waterfront lot and it's divvied out, however, in three parcels. So those three parcels received an assessment and often the assessments were uh, somewhat similar to each other. And so in my thinking, that sort of implied that that one of them could be sold off and or perhaps even built on, or that seemed to be the underlying assumption in some of the assessments, not all to be sure. But in order to deviate from that, what we did was put a premium on the property that the structure was set upon and then reduced the two assessments for the remaining two lots, thereby giving the, the, the indication, and I believe the correct uh, identification of real estate, which is a significant portion of assessment, as it, it should be treated really as one property. And we're sort of making that very certain. Folks are going to see those other two lots and they're going to see a significant diminution in value on those two, but uh, perhaps a slight increase in the main lot with the dwelling. But at the end of the day, if you take the two, then what you'll most likely see is uh, is a similar increase to what land, if you didn't have that property divvied out into three parcels. Another was with respect to agricultural land. And, and mind you, this was, um, this was uh, done so primarily to address uh, the market. One of the things I discovered when I came here that it seemed like uh, some of the agricultural land had been underassessed. You know, in Gloucester County we, and in the state of Virginia, you have a land use program whereby farmers can get their land and others, timber um, uh, mills, et cetera, can get their land assessed uh, much lower and to track the market of its use. But that is a land use uh, assessment tool that the Commissioner of Revenue administers. If you're not in that program, then we have to assume that it, uh, a market value, uh, highest and best use. And that may be different, say, than the current use, which might be timber or crop or what have you. And so assessment practice, I think, uh, requires that we address the fair market value of that property. And so that's what we've done. 
with those properties, it's not a significant increase, but it is an increase nonetheless. One other one that uh, we came across here towards the end of the project that I'd, I'd probably like to mention, and that is uh, right-of-way properties. You know, a right-of-way uh, is a parcel that mimics, it looks like a road, and it could be L-shaped, you know, if the, if the road makes a turn, a right-angle turn or something like that. It, it seems that they have been underassessed. There isn't a significant tax to them, but uh, they may see a significant increase in the assessment that they have. Now those, let's say on average, were, were assessed anywhere from $500. So there might be a $3 tax on those properties and, and they could be as large as an acre or so. So it's my opinion that they're worth a couple thousand dollars or more than that. So uh, you'll see a tax bill maybe go from $3 to 10 or 12 or $15, uh, which uh, as a percentage, that's a significant increase, but it's a small amount to pay for what I think is a pretty valuable piece of real estate. You know, it guarantees a right of way to a particular property. So I think it has worth and, and a slightly more worth than let's say on a 10 acre parcel, the rear acre parcel might be worth a two or $3,000. Well, I think it has at least that much worth, okay. And so, um, so we've we've changed those assessments as well. So that might come as mild sticker shock. I think, as far as a, a tax goes, it's it's still a, a very fair tax, um, but a, an increase nonetheless. Some residents may be critical that the assessment was delayed, and now home values have increased even more because of today's market. How do you respond to that criticism? Well, that's a great question, Gloria, and and I appreciate you asking that because it goes to, uh, it speaks to a, a bigger point and a misconception, I think, that's generally held. We're going to be over-assessed, and more importantly, uh, it's it's overtaxed. Um, but the, the reality is that the sum of the assessments, the total assessment uh, value for the county is just the starting point, as I mentioned in the previous question, uh, with respect to the budget process. And, and so let's say that we had done the project a year ago and, and values had only increased, increased uh, 24%. Let's use 1% a month as our base. And, and our data value was 1,122. So assessments are up 24%. And uh, then the county determines uh, the, the, what their budget is. And then from that then becomes the tax rate that's applied to all properties across the board. Now, let's say that we come around and uh, what would be different then if assessments were at 36%, uh, in other words, three years. Well, the same if the same budget comes through, then inevitably the rate would just change accordingly and that for uh, by and large, you would be paying roughly the same in property tax. So uh, truly the assessment process is simply uh, a means to arrive at equity across the board. And the state of Virginia has determined that equity is established by market value. So we need to address that every two or three years and wherever that market value is, the presumption is, and the goal is to make sure that that is um, uh, fair across the board for everyone. And so if that market value changes going up or down, 
then everyone's going to change. And so, which doesn't affect what the budget is. The budget is a different thing based upon the county's needs. And so inevitably those two work together to produce the tax rate, the rate of taxation. And if, if the values go up a certain percentage, then that rate generally is going to come down concurrently so that at the end of the day, you're not paying as an individual any more or less taxes, regardless of the time frame when you do the reassessment. The only trick is to make sure that everyone's being treated the same based upon market value. And, um, and we achieve that in, in assessment by establishing our building tables. So they're applied across, they're applied across the board as well as uh, land rates and ratios. Those are applied across the board. Of course, land rates are based upon neighborhood and uh, marketability, but uh, the building structures are also there. They produce a higher level of equity uh, so that if you had a ranch on one side of the county and a ranch on the other side of the county, same age, same year, same size, and same condition, they're going to be assessed the same. And then the only other element that works into that is its location, its land. So a simpler answer would simply be that market value is the determining factor. And so you address that as of a point in time and let it go. And if it's um it, and you could if you say, well, I'm being assessed too high, and if in and if we based upon the market determine that to be the case, then we would reduce your assessment. But when we do so, we're obligated to reduce everyone else. So that when that happens, the county says, well, we still need the same amount of money to run the county. So we're going to increase the rate so that we can get that, so that we can receive that same amount of money. And therefore, uh, what you pay individually in a tax doesn't change significantly. And I gave a really good example of that. They did the reassessment in 2006 and uh, the uh, tax base increased 78%, which is almost a doubling of value. And yeah, that's the total of assessments. And the tax rate, however, was reduced 40%, and um, which is almost cut in half. So you double the assessments almost, and therefore you cut the rate almost in half. And so at the end of the day, the percent of increase for the individual taxpayer was in the neighborhood of six and a half percent, which amounted to on a hundred thousand dollar assessment a a five dollar increase in your tax. That's a simple tax lesson, but I think it's a, it's an important one uh, to show that to answer the question. Well, mercy if my uh, if my assessment goes up forty percent, or my tax is going to go up forty percent, and clearly the answer is no. The rate does come down. To, uh, to recognize the fact that the tax base has increased. And so the certainty or the, the comfort for the taxpayer is that they're being treated uh, the same based upon market value as all of their neighbors. So Dan, when can our community anticipate the notices being mailed out? Sure, uh, we're targeting the third week in November for most of the properties, the commercial and industrial properties will most likely go out a week or so later towards, more towards the end of the month of November. Okay, well, so, you know, we've talked a lot about all that goes into a reassessment, but what happens, and I'm, I'm sure that it does, but when a resident receives their notice and they just don't agree, <laughs> what, what, what do they do? What is the best course of action for a citizen to have their, you know, their 
their questions answered and their um, their feelings heard. Sure. I can't possibly imagine that that would happen, but if in <laughs> fact is, it does. This is easy. Yeah. Reassessments are easy. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're very uh, transparent here. And um, uh, so, yeah, that'll be explained, Gloria, on the notice itself. There, there's a couple of options. Uh, the preferred option is to just go online and there is a review form that you can fill out and, and be specific about what your um, uh, particular issue is and, and or a phone call might um, answer some of the questions that that's up to the, the homeowner themselves or the taxpayer, I should say, uh, as to the, the nature and degree of difficulty of their question. But and if they want an explanation, then um, they can also either fill out the review form and or uh, uh, schedule an appointment with uh, one of the assessment staff, and we'd be happy to go over the assessment and the nature of the uh, information and the data that we have uh, to support uh, those values. That's very helpful. Thank you. So again, if any residents have um, you know problems or considerations that they'd like to talk to you about or talk to your team about, it's best to start at our website, GloucesterVA.info, and go to the real estate assessment uh, portion of the website to their page and fill out the form or set up an appointment. Well, thank you so much for explaining this to us. And we know that it's coming up. So again, those notices will be mailed out around mm -hmm. the third week of November. And it will have all that information on there um, about not only your own property, but ways to get in touch if there are questions. Mm -hmm. Can you think of anything else for the good of our community? It feels like we covered a lot of ground here. Uh, not that I can think of at this time, Gloria. I appreciate again you having me and being able to get this information out. And uh, and I would just uh, reiterate that our office is always open to receive calls and, and provide as much information as possible. Perfect. And you know, the website really has a lot of very, very good information. Well, Dan, thank you so much for taking the time. We know you are busy, especially right now. For our community, thank you for listening to today's Current Conversations podcast. As always, to, for the most up-to-date information, please check out our website at GloucesterVA.info, um, and you can always check out our Facebook page as well.